When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
sitting on the dock of the bay. I'm Schmitty, and this is Talking Schmidt. Today on the show is veteran skateboarder Alex White. Alex has been skating for many years. She grew up with Peter Gunn and Zeroche and was featured in the all-ladies skate video, Getting Nowhere Faster. She had a wall named after her. She's tickled waves, skated with the best of them, and recently got a skate witch tattoo. She's done her share of commentating and recently became the first female brand manager at NHS and team manager of Crux Trucks. With all that being said, maybe her biggest claim to fame is being labeled as the meme queen of our generation. It's a daily ritual of meme collecting, like hunter-gatherer, and then some meme creations. I think that when Instagram came around, whatever it was, like so many years ago, I kind of just thought, I don't think anybody really wants to see anything about my life. I think it'd be just better to just bring people laughs, like every day, like just try to make like 10 or 15 like how great is that if you can just like be laughing at stupid shit before we start the show i'd like to give some special shout outs and i'd like to start with the legendary patty mcgee shout who out. paved the way for females in skateboarding and was featured on the cover of life magazine in 1965 shout out to carabeth burnside shout out first woman to ever be on the cover of thrasher magazine in 1989 she also had the first female signature skate shoe shout out to Alyssa steamer shout out good friend of the show simply for just being Alyssa, tickling waves having them tickle her back Knowing where Roxy is. I think we all know how important Alyssa is to skateboarding. And the fact that she is a girl no doubt has helped inspire young girls everywhere. That toy machine video part. Winning the X Games. Being the first female character in the Tony Hawk video game series. Come on. Shout out to Lindsay Adams Hawkins. Shout out. First female 540. First girl to do the loop. You already know. That's the friend of the show, Miss Lizzie Armano. Shout out. First female to come on to my podcast goes to the homie, Jessica Krause. Shout out. Also, big props to the skate park at Tampa for holding its first ever women's division this past weekend at the annual Tampa Pro, in which Heine Maeda became the first female to ever win Tampa. Shout out. Jen O'Brien, Jody McDonald, Letitia Buffoni, Leo Baker, Vanessa Torres, Amy Caron, Jesse Van Rockow, Alicia Lee, Nicole House, Jules Lynn, Nora Vasconcellos. The list goes on. All you are to be saluted always and forever. But I'd like to make a special shout out this month being... Women's History Month. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Big love and lots of respect. So with that being said, I would now like to pass the mic to this week's guest. This is Alex White, and you're listening to Talkin' Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cause turn, isn't it? All big dogs in. 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I can <laughs> shit my pants. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. I don't give a fuck about your fucking multi-million dollar numbers. Who is this guy who thinks he's tough shit? What's up? Let's hear it for Greg Smith. Yeah! Okay, well, we are going to start this off like this. 
I have been talking to you for a little while about coming onto the show. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And you're here. It's uh, been a couple months of going back and forth, and finally our paths crossed, and we have Alex White. Hi. Thanks for stopping by. San Francisco it is today for you, huh? Yeah, we've had a great day. We've just been skating the city and hanging out and making the rounds and finishing the day at Thrasher. Nice. Where I heard you guys went to where China Banks this morning. Yeah, I'd never skate. I never skated China Banks before, and uh, we went over the bench, the small bench, and Ooh. had a nice hour there, like first thing in the morning. And then we did like uh, third and army, or in that other spot, fourth and army, or something. The little third and cargo ledge spot. And who was the crew? Uh, me, Ashley Rayfeld, and then um, Diana Young. AKA Tweaker Mom. (laughs) (laughs) We just know her as Tweaker Mom. It's the best handle. (laughs) Are you guys working on something or just doing, just having a fun day up here or what was the purpose? I think that uh, we just, we've all been working a lot in skateboarding, but not doing enough skateboarding. So Mm. we went out today just to go skate and have fun and collect. We call it like getting clips, like souvenirs. So we collected some souvenirs today and that was fun. And yeah, we loved it. It was so good. Excellent. Uh, let's get some background info. Um, you were born and raised in California? Yeah, I'm actually from Los Angeles uh-huh. originally. I grew up um, in the Valley and went to private schools in West LA. And my first skate buddy was Jonah Hill. <laughs> so I'm going to oh. drop some names. So okay. there you go. Get your catcher's Shout mitt out on. To Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like actually one of my first skate friends and um, back then, his name is really Jonah Feldstein. Shout um, out. Yeah, but he goes, his stage name is Jonah Hill. So Jonah Feldstein and I used to go to Hot Rod Skate Shop a lot and uh, like just be mesmerized and look at all the boards on the wall and like the videos and skate around and yeah. Did you get a call when mid-90s was being put together? No, I didn't. I actually, <laughs> I, but I, I went and saw it and I actually, I enjoyed it. I think there was parts of it that were a little bit cringy, but as with every time skateboarding is in a mainstream movie, kind of cringe. But yeah. um, overall, I was like, oh yeah, like I do, I, I think he captured what like a lot of our childhood was like, like, you know, in a, in a movie setting. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, people complain about this and that but it is a movie and they're trying to dramatize exactly it and, and make it fun and interesting do you remember the glorious moment where you discovered skateboarding where you went and got your first board or what drew you to it yeah i have like uh, okay so i went into um rip city skates my dad bought me a board from rip city and they set up like a Dogtown board and then i saw the graphic and i like hated it so i went back to rip city and uh, exchanged it for a willie santos birdhouse board but that wasn't really my first board. My first board was a clone Alien Workshop board with indies and like 36 millimeter uh, Alien Workshop wheels. But Like a team board? Yeah, just like it had like a little... Like a complete? Yeah, it had like a little uh, mouse on it with like a hypodermic needle in its back and it said Alien Workshop clone and I thought that was sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's a couple first boards, but... And what? how old were you in that, around then? I was like 12. 12? Yeah. Okay, so that was... Was that before... Th- which alien video were there alien videos out yet or no? i think the first video i saw was rolling thunder so it was like 1996 97 uh, okay yeah i never remembered seeing seeing any of like the alien workshop videos from the late 90s uh, that's how i discovered dinosaur jr yeah <laughs> you and every other skateboarder <laughs> i think yeah. every song's been used <laughs> right okay so explain to the listeners and me 
What is Villa Villa Cola? <laughs> well, Villa Villa Cola... Or is it Via Via Cola? No, you're right. We, we call it Villa Villa Cola, or the VVC crew was started by Tiffany Nicole, um, Lori D, Van Nguyen, Faye Jamie, and Lisa Whitaker. And there's probably some names I'm missing out, so I'm sorry. But it was a zine, and uh, it was just a girl's skate zine with like a kind of like whimsical... Uh, kind of imagination i think it's based from like pippi longstockings like the villa villa cola might have been like this treehouse fort in that old story but i've never read the old story but anyway vvc was a zine and thrasher picked up in their zines page in the late 90s like they got a copy of it and then they posted it and they're like oh and by the way um villa villa cola like here's like the the mailing address to get a copy of it and they're also working on a video called striking fear into the heart of teenage girls and so I immediately like got that in the Thrasher and then like wrote to like desperately to the <laughs> BBC crew. I'm like, oh my God, there's a girl's crew out there. And then they sent me a video and then I, I think I sent them $10 cash and I got all the zines and I got the video and it was like my first introduction into like that whole world. And it was probably like 1998 or 99. And I watched the video until I burned out the VHS and still have the zines. So were you still in Los Angeles? Yeah, I think I was still in Los Angeles in the late 90s, and then I moved up to Monterey like uh, for high school because I was getting into lots of trouble in Los uh -huh. Angeles as a kid. Yeah. So I moved in with my mom, and my first skate friends in Monterey were Zeroche, Eggleston, and Peter Gunn. Oh. And so I had like, a whole new crew, and uh, they were really it's bad. actually Zeroche and Barkhead. So super creative and weird. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. Peter Gunn is from that. He grew up in that area. Yeah, he's like two blocks away from me. His oh. mom's house is still there. Okay. You got some good early stories about Peter Gunn. Oh, yeah. Early days. Yeah, he had like a 1959. His dad had a, like a 1959 Chevrolet. Oh, it was one of those like, it was a beautiful old car. I'm not going to be able to say what kind it was. And uh, we wanted to drive it really bad because we wanted to go skate in it. So he basically like stole his dad's classic car and then like put dropped it in gear and then like we had to push it in. We destroyed the clutch. We like pushed it in gear, like all the way home after it died, and uh, he got in a lot of trouble. And I mean, Peter was a beast. He was like such a good skateboarder, and he was like the kind of guy if you if you accidentally like ran into him at the skate park, you were getting flattened because he was like so bony and strong. Mm. He's like such a rad dude, and he was a little punk, but he had these like really loving hippie granola parents that were like always super supportive. And he was like, our joke with Peter used to be like. God, fucking loving parents. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be punk rock here. Oh, man. Did you see his uh, glorious haul of meat? Yeah, the one off the at snow. At <laughs> Oh, <Jesus> my. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that was nuts. I guess it, like, put him out for a while. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Fuck. My friend Alex uh, Horn, we went there, and he did the backflip on a bike off Sick. that thing. I couldn't believe it. Into that big air mattress, obviously. But, like, we were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that place is so fun. What was I getting at? Oh, yeah, Getting Nowhere Fast. Oh, yeah. So that was the video, right? That Yeah, so there was um, Striking Fear into the Heart of Teenage Girls was this, like, 2000 video, like, the year 2000. That was the one that introduced me to the VVC crew. Okay. And then um, after high school, I moved back to L.A., went to college, and then really started filming with Lisa Whitaker, Vanessa Torres, and Amy Carone, and Van Nguyen, too. And we were just filming, like, we would just hook up, we'd, like, look in Thomas Guides and have spots and, like, just drive around all of Southern California and just, like, it was, like, I finally, like, had my, like, skate crew of girls and I was, like, so pumped. And we, uh, we filmed, we were just already filming and I think that, um, I'm not sure for who from Element, so I know that, um, 
uh, Josh Freeberg saw uh, what we were working on through working with Lisa. And basically, Element came on board and they're like, hey, do you guys want to do another girls video? And that's where Getting Nowhere Faster happened. So Getting Nowhere Faster was 2004. And we started working on it, I think, in like 2003. And yeah, had some money behind it. And it was like the first ever all-female skate, street skate video. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I know you've probably talked yourself blue on this one, but let's talk about that opening scene with the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> that one's funny. Um, so I was. How old were you at that 15? time? Fifteen. It's yeah. so funny. I watched it a few times this week. Just um, you know, in preparation for this interview. But uh, I love like, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, it was one. Okay, it was twice. <laughs> Are they following us? Whoa, get, get off me! Whoa. Get that off me, man! How you doing? Get off me! How you doing? I'm yeah. fine, get off me! What? Base, what so the hell are you doing? I'm detaining you. Why? Base! Start What's your name? Alex. Alex. How many times have we uh, gone around on this? One time before. One time? I don't think so. Yeah, it was one time before this. No, it wasn't one time before this. What about with the crutches at the front of the hotel? Oh, yeah. Two times. Sorry Two times, that. yeah. What happened the last time we went round? I ran from you. You went rabbit, didn't you? Yes, sir. So how much slack do you think I'm giving you now? Not much. That's a fact. Now, am I going to handcuff you, or are you going to have a seat? I'll have a seat, sir. Well, that's good. Get up. <laughs> Basically, in this video, we were filming at this spot with, like, these two long three stairs, and I was skating, and I, we would always go to the spot and fuck with the security guard because his name to all of us was Captain America, and he, like, loved to chase us. Oh. But this time, I wasn't trying to mess with him, like, because uh, we jackass and CKY or came out, and we were, like, all into, like, messing with security okay. guards. So I definitely messed with that guy a lot. I deserved it. So we were just filming that time, and then he chased me down and tackles me. And uh, just, like, everybody thinks it's, like, scripted, but that's really what the security guard was saying. You know, he's oh, just, yeah. like, on my back telling me. And I think that people get surprised by that video because the video is, like, 20 years old. Yeah. And, like, you remember from filming, like, 20 years ago, people didn't really understand when a camera was on them, like, what it meant. Like, now everybody's got their phone out, and they're filming you, and they're screaming world star at you while, right. while something happens. But, like, back then, it was, like, kind of weird to have a camera. Like, he didn't really... I don't know. He acted differently. So Yeah. Well, there wasn't social media either. Yeah. The interesting part to me was that, like, was there so few skaters? Because a lot of times security guards will say, you were here last week. And you're like, no, that wasn't me. That was some other skater. But clearly it was you he was talking about. Like, he knew. Whoa, but my bad. Uh, he knew you from the past. Yeah? Yeah, he did. Um, he, uh, well, I think because I probably was the only female skater that was around there at the time that he uh, definitely picked me out. I mean, I don't think there's too many like short little blonde girls with cargo pants on like <laughs> coming around and skating the three-star all the time. So yeah, he definitely got me. And then true or false, the the drop name was named after you? Oh, the, the White Wall, Alex White Wall. The kids <laughs> just started calling it the Alex White Wall because <laughs> my last name and it's a White Wall. So. And, and when that video came out, did you guys like have like a premiere or a party or anything like that special? That was a special moment. It was like the first ever girls yeah. thing. Did you guys do something to celebrate it? Yeah, we had a little uh, like screening tour up the up and down the West Coast, kind of like in everybody's hometown, like Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, LA. So I think we had four or five stops. I think I only went to one of them. Were they in theaters? Or? Yeah, we actually had theaters and nice. like 
2005 and we had a pretty good screening like all of our friends came out it was cool and then to dvd and this is back when people bought dvds so i guess it sold pretty well i think giant was the one that distributed it but yeah it, it did pretty good getting nowhere faster out of the whole thing excluding yourself whose part do we need to if someone's gonna look for it what's the oh part? man it's the toss-up between amy carone and vanessa torres amy carone starts the video and vanessa torres closes it out I think Amy's filming and like everything was like so on like on point for the time and like Vanessa like the torn struggling like addicted genius in the end who's just like <laughs> throwing it together but natural talent like brought her through it but like Amy was like hard work and Vanessa was like just I'm just so naturally good at skateboarding it doesn't matter I heard you know yeah. so there's some like pretty good like groundbreaking stuff between the two of them and especially for the time like I say now like Vanessa and Amy are as good as like 80% of the field that's still like in it for women skateboarding now and that was like 20 years ago you know it's like I think that they're just like their level and their ability on board and their handrail game and their like ledge game and their flat ground game like they would have held their own like today but it was you know 19 years ago I always say that to Jessica Krause too oh, yeah. because uh, I was working for Think and I got to meet her and film with her and she was charging like, yeah yeah. Probably same a little after them maybe, but like around that time and it was like man she went off onto her own trip, but uh Yeah. It's like fuck. Yeah, I remember all those girls ripping. Yeah, shout out to Jessica. I saw her last week at um, Santa Cruz Park, and I skated with her. Shout out. Oh, at the new Aptos one? No, the uh, Mike Fox one. But oh, okay. She was, like, um, skating down. She was skating the hubbas and the rail, and I'm like, how are you still doing this? And she's just like, I don't know. My body. Like, she's just like, she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck epilepsy. Did you start to get some notoriety from that video? Did you get like some sponsor um, or anybody offering you anything like that? I didn't get any. I think that video just kind of became like a because it was a YouTube video. It has like five million views. I think it mostly became kind of like this. What the fuck? Like, I can't believe a security guard is treating a girl like this. Like that was mostly the reaction. I think like um uh most whacked out sports like mtv scarred co both contacted uh. me about like doing something i don't think i ever did but uh. so it went viral <laughs> before there was going viral yeah yeah it went viral <laughs> really early on and like it's just been one in those playlists where it's like skater versus security guard playlist there's like six videos okay. and there's like my video in there too <laughs> but yeah i don't think it led to any sponsor i think that people it's been funny this last like year um, as I get like work more and more in the industry, like people are making the connection that I am that little girl in that video from 20 years ago. Oh. And they're like, oh, like that was you. And like, where did you come? Like if they're trying to figure out where I came from. And then you kind of dabbled in real estate. Yeah, I didn't even dabble. I mean, during the recession. So I got out of college and I did this great video and I was filming a lot. I, like I filmed a lot of the, the Vila Vila Cola video too. Like you like loved filming and editing. Um, started work for X Games and monster energy drink company like doing web content and stuff and like but then the entire um economy crashed and mm. then i was laid off and i moved back into my mom's garage and back to monterey and started waiting tables and i started property managing and i started uh selling houses and so like from 2008 to 2018 that's basically my hustle was just like real estate and i had my two sons were born and 2011 and 20, 2014 so i kind of just like went back and still skated for fun but i was just mostly like selling houses to make a living and managing properties and doing whatever i could <laughs> how, how was that it was a whole different world yeah it is it's like uh, i think i lost myself in those years a lot i think um i was really like 
happy with being a part of skating in my teens and early 20s I like knew myself better but after I had kids and stuff I started like dressing different like I, I like was trying to dress like an adult or I was trying to like put on this like version of what I thought I should be as a mom and like a realtor and like I was just like this kind of like weird version of myself khaki mom pants <laughs> <laughs> Those are just too hot to handle. I mean, I had to stick with the black khaki mom pants. But um, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, I was wearing like skirts. and so- I don't even like skirts. I was wearing, I don't know, huh. just like. Do you kind of turn into an actress a little bit? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're playing this thing that you're like, this isn't me, but I have to do this. It's kind of, I waited tables for a long time and yeah. I felt like I kind of had that where I'm like, hey, and I'm going to be this other persona. That's exactly it. You're, you're kind of just performing your, you know, you know, nobody's, not many people's passion is waiting tables um or selling houses or whatever a lot of real estate is performing and like dealing with people that you like open houses you just sit and wait for people to walk in and then you ask them key questions to see if they're actually a qualified buyer or not right well um people found out you were on coming on and our phone lines have not been working lately but (laughs) they are fucking through the roof right now um let's see who we got on the horn here hi schmitty uh Talking Schmidt podcast. This is Zeroche Eggleston and uh, longtime listener. I listened to all s- seven of the first episodes and then every other one after that. Uh, Alex White, um, when I first met you, you were couldn't Ollie. And uh, I was just wondering why a month after that you were trying a 13 star handle. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> like, what? what's the lot? Like, why did that make sense? And who also told you that was a good idea and wanted to film it? What the fuck? And how many times have we been around on this? <laughs> that was Zerosh Eagleson with the phone call. Zerosh is my best skate buddy of all time. I love you, Zerosh. Uh, thank you for calling in. That man is something else. Uh, I don't know. It's maybe because you tried to talk me into it, Zerosh, <laughs> and you egged me on into filming this shit. You thought it would be funny, and then you're like, I didn't think you'd really do that. But I did. Because I wanted to impress you because you had a really sick ponytail. <laughs> Zerosh had a long ponytail. It was yeah. really rad. I love Zerosh. His whole family is amazing. Um, we had this really good experience. I might have, I don't know when I met you, but I feel like one of the first times was probably around Zerosh. He was either being down there or at the dirt, yeah, or something. But, um, Zerosh has given us the Carmel tour, the exclusive Zerosh Carmel <laughs> tour. And we went to, you've probably seen all these spots, but we went to this pipe that goes under the ground yeah. and comes out onto the beach. Yeah. And apparently rumor has it that him and some people have buttboarded through it with headlamps on and flew out the other side. And we're like, okay, cool. And he's like, let's just do it. And we're like, ah, let's check out the other side first. <laughs> and we check out the other side, and it's like a 20-foot drop yep. onto rocks and stuff. And he's like, dude, we do it all the time. And we're like, you do not. We're not doing this, and you've never done it. <laughs> but maybe he has. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, he has. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've done it, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Does it change the time? It's like, it, uh, I'll send you a picture so you can put it up uh, when the podcast comes okay. up of everybody going through the tunnel. I would love that. But you can go slow because you kind of put your feet down, and you can see the end coming. It's oh. not like you, you just get like launched. So you can kind of like, okay, I'm going like, to give myself a little butt board out. But yeah, no, we've all done it. Oh wow! Probably all done it on mushrooms, like we're, yeah, more city wimps. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it the first time either, but like I pretty much did whatever Zeresh told me to do, like my childhood, and have, still do. Have you met his uncle? Oh yeah, yeah. His uncle 
told Her? us <laughs> his uncle told us to get out of here because we were taking photos of our like we're at Zerosha's uncle. We're taking a photo of each other. Yeah. But his house is in the background. Mm. Don't take photos of my house. Get out of here. That's Forrest Dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Forrest Dad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a there's a family um heritage there. I'll just say that. Forrest, dolphin, strawberry, um something. Uh Forrest Patton wait. Forrest Dolphin Tree. Raspberry Sage, Tom Bombadil, Patton Eggleston. Wow, I think I missed you got one. that one? Zeroche, let us know. I might have got, I missed one, I think. Forest, Raspberry Sage, Dolphin Tree, Tom Bombadil, McPatton Eggleston. Raspberry Sage is definitely Raspberry Sage is in his name, so that's that family. You guys should come to the dirtboard race. <laughs> Here comes another caller. Oh, hi, Talking Schmidt. Love the show. Uh, longtime listener second or third time caller so i have a question alex if you tickle a wave does it tickle back <laughs> thanks Alyssa, san francisco wow steamer i love you Alyssa. if you tickle a wave does it tickle you back that's I mean, a deep question it is yeah i don't know i haven't been tickling waves that much <laughs> lately i've been writing concrete but i do appreciate that we have to go uh tickle some waves together Alyssa. yeah do you, you, do you surf? Yeah. 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 I got really into surfing like 10 or 11 years. Kind of the same time that Alyssa did too. We kind of like all kind of like stopped being so about skating and started surfing like in the early 2000s. And it's very therapeutic. It is. Have you been? I, I like to go out on a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I call it surfing. <laughs> I kind of am out like there. participating. Yeah. I don't. I sometimes can catch a wave like a boogie board style yeah. where you're just getting pulled in, but. I haven't really done the, like, get up and drop in. Like, I want to do that. Yeah, you guys got to go back to Hawaii and do it again. Yeah, or Santa Cruz. Yeah. San Francisco is so gnarly. Santa Cruz is mellow. Cowles Beach, like, anyone can surf there. I take my little kids there. Right. Yeah. And then Lindemar is good, except for it's just packed with people mm -hmm. that don't know what they're doing. So it's kind of scarier because a board could just shoot out into your head or something. That's the worst thing. I'm not as scared of waves as I am as with other idiots. people. Yeah. So you did mention you went to film school, is that right? Yeah, um, I went to film school in Los Angeles and uh, studied television production. And I just went hand-in-hand -hand with filming skate videos at the time. I was doing a lot of filming the girls and filming little baby Leticia Buffani on the weekends and, like, yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. So, Rad. Yeah. Did you see that movie, um, that documentary, Learning to Skate as a Girl in a War Zone? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I won an Oscar last week, so yeah, that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Tony Hawk was at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, like what a time to be alive, huh? Like this is so weird. It's so weird. This is especially weird for women skateboarding right now because all of a sudden like we're getting like recognition and community and all these accolades and all this like and like an Oscar and like like this huge I don't know, there's just been this like massive hyper speed um boost in women's and non you know and non-binary queer skating like the crews and the companies that are coming out and it's just like i never thought i would ever see the day uh -huh. like 2020 is insane and so is there a little resentment or like god damn it where was this when i was younger or is no. it thank god it's finally here or jesus what took you so long like what's the vibe on that it's really interesting. I talked to Kristen Ebling, who's the executive director of Skate Like a Girl, and I remember like 15 years ago, we were doing a lot of like learn to ride demos and stuff like that. And so we were like teaching girls how to skate, and and she's like, "Trust me, this is going to build this, the industry." And I was like, "I don't know about this. Like I, the pro dudes don't have to go teach boys how to skate. Like why do we have to teach girls how to skate?" But 
you watch like uh, 10, 15 years later and we have this big um, like, you know, niche, but we have a big skate community now. And uh, I feel like we kind of put in the grassroots effort from bottom to top and like built what where we are now. So I feel like totally a part of it. I don't feel like any animosity towards not being a pro during this time. And um, if anything, I'm just like really, uh, I just like never thought it would be like it is today. And I'm like, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, I think just in general, um, for the mag as well, like there's no magazines. There's none. Mm-hmm. Like Sports Illustrated, Rolling yeah. Stone, these magazines are pinner or don't exist. Yeah. And a skateboard magazine is the thickest it's ever been. Yeah, and it's and like people are wearing the gear at Disneyland. Yeah, like it's just crazy. Like you must be doing something right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a really cure. I mean, yeah, that there's the hard work pays off feeling, mm-hmm. but then there's also the stars aligned. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like whoa, because I know every time there's a full moon, I get a little weird. <laughs> So. <laughs> is it tonight when's the next full moon? i don't know hopefully not i think i'm fine right now <laughs> i've heard that like when people are working uh as like labor nurses that on full moons they get like lots of baby births yeah there's something something's... and just like crazy things tend to happen and then you'll be like oh there's a full moon it makes sense yeah and whether it's uh aligned or not it's a good like it's placebo for me just like oh yeah this is our excuse why yeah why it is because that was crazy Holy shit, another caller. Who do we got? So I've got two questions for you, Alex. First is, what's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? Second question is, how does it feel to be the meme queen of our generation? Yes, I love you. Oh, that was Vanessa Torres, wow. first-time caller. Thank you for calling in. It was funny because when <laughs> it was Vanessa's voice, I'm like, well, one of the weirdest things was you, Vanessa, <laughs> uh, when you tried to make uh, like breakfast in the toaster oven at like 1 a.m. with the egg thing, and then you left it, and then you said <laughs> you said you didn't know who did it, but <laughs> we all knew it was you. Um, God, the, that's that was a good one, too. There's a couple weird ones. Taylor Beatty was kind of weird, if you remember her. Oh, yeah, I do remember her. Yeah, but she was a weird house guest, too. Yeah, maybe you, Vanessa, making the one a.m. You tried to, like, cook. She tried to, like, cook an egg in a in a convection, like, a toaster oven, like oh. a fried egg. Oh, usually it's a microwave. You put it in the bowl, <laughs> yeah. mix it, and it comes out scrambled. Yeah, she, she tried the toaster oven. <laughs> wow. But, uh, and then, uh, thanks for the meme queen uh, shout out, Vanessa, as long as I can uh, keep making you laugh. And you'll hang out with me still. I feel pretty cool. So <laughs> doing it all for her. <laughs> so what's the deal with memes? When did you get into this? How did you get into this? Like, do you have, what are, how, how does it all work? Do you well, yeah. think of it on your own? Do you go to sites? Like, I'm, I'm kind of not really familiar with it super much. I know what it is, but I don't know your process. <laughs> my, my artistic process. <laughs> yeah. my do you wake up every morning like, hmm. Well, I got two kids, and sometimes I need to, like, get away from them for, like, 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Just take a little break. Nothing like CPS service kind of uh. stuff needing to be called. Um, so, like, um, if I'm in the bathroom, I'll just, like, uh, I either make them or, like, I go to a bunch of websites and, like, find ones. Or I repost other memes that I just think are funny. And, uh, yeah, it's like a it's a daily ritual of, of meme collecting, like hunter-gatherer, and then some meme creations. Is it like social media, you follow certain people that religiously put up good ones, or? 
Yeah, it's like that. Uh, and then I have like a bunch of friends and like group chats that people are making them. Like there's some like really skate specific ones that I get out of like my friend Ted Schmidt and like, or like, you know, there's certain people that just like makes like, and like it's a collection of friends contributing and then like some stupid idea. And there's like memes come in like, memes are just like inside jokes that are like a picture and then some words. And a lot of the memes, like the basis, basic thing is like, uh, it's like a reaction shot and then they're like this is how I feel when uh, like somebody cuts me off in traffic you know something stupid like that right. and so you just take like the format and then there's like bizarre like there's a couple little apps that I use to like put different wording on it or like you know uh, like a caption or yeah a caption uh-huh. like some a lot of the time ones I'll like lift an image and then I'll put a new caption on it that's like really common do you have uh, one or two that stick out as you're like, man, I hit a grand slam with that one? <laughs> <laughs> there are some if I like, go back, <laughs> but like they're hard to like repeat on a podcast because oh, they're really? just like they're so visual. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was just one that I put up yesterday that I thought was really funny, which was like me, I love you, and then the porn director cut. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's some of them are just they're just so stupid and like. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, humor is so important. Like, we got to laugh. Yeah. If we can't laugh, we're just, pff, what's the point? I think that when Instagram came around, whatever it was, like, so many years ago, I kind of just thought, like, I don't really want to, I don't think anybody really wants to see anything about my life. I think it'd be just better to just bring people laughs, like, every day. Like, just try to make, like, 10 or 15, like, how great is that if you can just, like, be laughing that's stupid shit. Yeah. It's way better than like having FOMO about somebody else's life or like great food. I mean, that stuff's cool too, but I just think that. I just figure if I put some picture of my life up, mm-hmm. you will be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is a meme. Yeah, I was just like, dude, <laughs> did you see this? Holy shit. You talked shit. about moving out. That actually was a meme. It sound, You, you kind of sounded like... um. Uh, uh, Dave. Sex in the city? No, no. <laughs> sound like Curb Your Enthusiasm. You sound oh, like, fuck. <laughs> a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they're making you clean it, but you're going to tear it down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that happened. Schmitty was talking about his house having to get, uh, he's moving out and they're like remodeling it. But then they're still telling him he has to clean it. It's like you got holes in your wall from posters and whatnot. And, and you take all the tacks out and then there's holes in them. And, and the guy comes over and he's like, so we're going to tear those walls out. But before we tear them out, can you putty them up? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I mean, the contract says that. It's like, oh, okay. Power trip. It's like going to Canada and going through customs and you're just like, oh, you're going to just fuck me so hard can you still go to canada i can but like it's anxiety driven the whole time like it's hard for americans to go to canada Mm -hmm. i feel like at least it's been my experience like the airport is just this i told this story before but i have to tell it again because it just blew my mind we get off the airport or off the airplane in vancouver and we walk out of the fucking plane and there's signs that say you are being recorded for a reality TV show called Busted at the Border or some shit, or Border Wars. I yeah, think Border Wars. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> how are you supposed to sign off on this? No. Like, can I turn around and get on the plane and go back home? Like, there's no option. Yeah. So that seems kind of like against your rights. or I don't know. But then, so then, of course, while you're in line, you're like, oh, they, they want some TV material. They're going to fucking juice this. And it's just like, 
this whole anxiety vibe where you're just like, once I get in the country, I love it there. Mm-hmm. I love Canada a lot. It's beautiful. People are nice, everything. But the airport and the customs is just like a really, I imagine it's like that for people coming to our country. So it's kind of like that thing. Well, your last name's Smith and you're white, so you don't understand this. (laughs) But yeah. But you did just drop a name back a few back. It was uh, Ted Schmidt, who um, he's got a little podcast going with you guys, too. Well, it's actually a big podcast. It's uh, Vent City. Yeah. And he started working here at Thrasher, uh, helping us be a little more... Basically, what he does is he does the verbiage for the junk drawer and trying to keep a consistent voice. So he and I got to talk about, like, we're podcast nerds, like, oh, what about the, you know, whatever. Um, But have you been doing it since its conception, or did you just get on later? So, and the original, it's um, Ted Schmitz, Ted Barrow, Kyle Beachy, Kristen Ebling, and Ryan Lay. And that was like the original five. And on the first one, they interviewed me about the Olympics. Like I knew I was going to kind of like come on and do that. Uh-huh. But then they kind of had this idea that like, we don't want to just have like one token female talker, which Kristen is like an awesome, you know, voice for our scene. But they tr- just kind of like bring me back as a rotating uh, cast member. So like every time we're going to record, maybe not all of us can do it. Then like four out of the six of us or like, you know, we kind of get a, a balance. We try to get me and Kristen in there while like Ted and Ted and Ryan or Kyle are on the other side, you know. So anyway, yeah, we have like a rotating cast and a really oh. great group chat that's basically like therapy for all of us. We've like over the last year or two, we like become like really close. And like, I've never even, I don't think me and Kyle Beachy have ever even met in person. No way. But like, I love the dude and we like text all the time. And like, huh. I know what's going on in his life. And like, uh, so we're, he, we're close. He's in Chicago. Yeah, he's in Chicago. Okay. Right now he's in Colorado oh, okay. and he's like working on some writing. And yeah, there's just been a, it's good. Vensity has like good chemistry. And like, we talk about like a range of issues and we bring on guests and, I've never been a part of a podcast before, so it's been something that I've like listened to forever. But like now, this like you know, with Talking Schmidt and Vent City and Thrasher Radio and the Bunt, there's like all these really great ones that I can like listen to on my long ass commute every day. Yeah, Cheryl, my fiance just got a new car, and it's so funny because her whole life she's had like a tape deck, broken radio, whatever. And she got a new car, has Bluetooth, and she's like, take sends photos every day. Like, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening. To it. <laughs> like, she's so excited. I'm like, I knew. Like, the car's good, but the stereo is the stereo is the best part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta be enjoying your drive when yeah. you're driving. Like, she drives like an hour back and forth just through the city, so yeah. it's like hell. Yeah, and like, wait, have some good shit to listen to, and and just have that be your hour away from everything. And yes. kind of look at it differently it might be, but uh, yeah, the ones I've list I've listened to a few, and what I would say is, have you guys ever thought about women's planning, man's planning? Yeah, is that a thing? I think that at least the guys on the podcast feel like um, comfortable asking us about like questions, like, well, what do you guys feel about this? Like, how do you how do you personally feel about this? Or like trying to explain it. I, I think it's a good conversation for people to hear, like. We're, I think that the, we're very different, like, and we all have, like, a different take on things, and some things that Ryan would assume would offend me or, like, don't, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, w- would assume that I would have a hard time with or something, so, uh, like, you know, one of the topics we bring up a lot is, like, um, girl skaters that are getting sponsors and money who aren't really that great, but they're super marketable, right? So, you're, like, you know, she's hot or she's, like, 
you know, relevant or an influencer. And, you know, she's getting a contract and she's getting money from Nike or whatever. Mm. And um, you look at somebody else on the other end that's like super underrated, like, well, I don't know, like Candy Jacobs or like there's a bunch of, you know, Samantha Navarez who's like getting some sponsors, but they're like, they're, they're ripping skaters, but they're not getting anything like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes they like to pin, they ask, like to ask like, like, you know, our opinions about those kind of issues that I think that are like a little bit more closer to home for me and Kristen and like we've been looking at and watching and. Well, like you said before, I think that has really kind of exploded in all our faces. And I think that it's, uh, for me personally, I think it's the best part of the podcast. It's because I want to know things and I don't want to get attacked for like being ignorant or saying it wrong or anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, how else to learn except for fumble, right? Yeah. Like It's like uh, the transgender thing. It's really, it's, I'm aware of it, mm-hmm. but I'm still not super versed on it by any means and just like hearing you guys talk about it and like i'm excited to see um leo's mm. i think the documentary maybe is coming out on netflix that geo uh, yeah. Reda's doing my, my whole point was like don't get mad at someone that's just ignorant like if they know and they're blowing it that's one thing but if it's like i don't even know about this like educate me and like yeah i think you guys are kind of like doing that Oh, good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think, I, I think I it's important. It. Yeah. What's hard, too, for even to, for people who, like, you can't be really an authority on, like, somebody else's life or experience, even if you're, like, adjacent to it. And so you run into this tricky thing where you try to explain, uh, like, you know, where, where Leo is at in their life. and But I'm not Leo, and I don't really know what they feel like identifying as. Like, I mean, I can ask them, and, you know, when I commentate, I make sure like Vanessa and I but like commentate and we are like they them and it's it was Leo and like that's how we're going to talk when we're talking on camera and mm-hmm. just be respectful and treat everybody the same way about uh, pronouns and and it's pretty basic but I think you know I'm a parent with two little boys like I never fault anybody for not knowing something like you know like there I think that there is like ignorance and then there's like racism or like homophobia like there's a to- like if you're keen on what the person's if you're listening to what the person's asking and you're like getting the tone right like and you're not in a reactive place you know like just be a human being and like be compassionate just the same way you want to be treated compassionately too absolutely yeah yeah i was talking to someone today and i was explaining there is a difference between ignorance and stupidity it's Mm -hmm. like ignorance is like i don't know anything about this stupidity is like i totally know about it and i'm still an idiot Mm -hmm. like you know and those are two different things. And so it's interesting. Like, I pay attention to skateboarding all year, and I think this guy is skater of the year. Well, that's pretty stupid. I don't know anything about skateboarding. I think this person is skater of the year. That's ignorant. Yes, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if that's kind of a simple way of putting it. But, uh, yeah, that stuff is, we all know. <laughs> yeah. It's a slippery slope. You know, sometimes I feel like, do you even want me in on this like it seems like sometimes people come across it it, where it's like fuck you for jumping on the bandwagon right now like it's girls is hot where were you a year ago it's like long story long is that was a part that i took from it going like oh i wonder if there's just a segment where like each week that's the same and i could be like (laughs) (laughs) get your questions answered somebody was talking about feeble grinds and how they're like we can all disagree and agree with like what your favorite trick and which ugly tricks are and stuff but knowledge is like really powerful and so when like a girl gives her 
uh, aspect of something. Mm -hmm. That's something that is really um, valuable to me because I'll never have that girl's aspect. So to hear about it and kind of like be more in tune. Mm. Of course, my fiance is a feminist and she's been helping educate me. And she sounds rad too. By the way, I like when she interviewed you for your birthday episode. Oh, cool! That was so cute. Uh, I can't tell she like really loves you. That's really sweet. (laughs) That if if I didn't already know that birthday experience was bananas because she brought out the thing and she was like (laughs) (laughs) she looked like a kid on christmas morning like like right before you open the presents Mm -hmm. just so excited and i was like oh man and she's like you have to answer every question i was like i will let's do it like i can see how much this and she got so many people involved so many yeah it was really cool like it made me feel special and then they did that thing on the thrasher site burnett and tony Mm -hmm. put together and i was just like this is kind of like too much it was an emotional like i kind of i kind of got teary-eyed yeah yeah but yeah she's the best she's helping me in so many ways and i love her so i'm super excited about planning our wedding and all that when's the big day you think well i was telling her we were talking about 220 2020 was an idea like like february 20th 2000 wait no this that's today february 21st 2021 (laughs) okay i got you we're gonna do it in 2021 for sure next year and it's like, do we care about the date? Do we care, like, are the numbers cool? Do we want to just do it, like, at the time of the year? Mm-hmm. Do we want to do it on a special? So we're throwing all those mm-hmm. ideas. I don't know. Got any suggestions? Well, you know, you have the opportunity this year to be married, like, on, like, 420. Huh. In Mendocino? <laughs> yeah, in Mendo. Fucking <laughs> dope. <laughs> Dude, my friend's name is Keith. <laughs> Keith, yeah. He's going to officiate your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break and hear from some of our friends, and we'll be right back. Public service announcement, and this one's for the show. This one's for Greg at Talking Schmidt, and this is to all of us listeners. I need you guys to support, and the way to support this Talking Schmidt movement is by buying merch. Buy a hat. Buy a shirt. Get the shout-out shirt. It meant so much to get that shout-out on the side of the arm. Uh, I never got a shirt made, so in a sense, me and Greg got a shirt together, collab with Neckface. That's what my head's thinking. Go get that shirt for me and Greg. Shout out. Moving uh, <laughs> into the uh, like current days, you're working at NHS with Crux Trucks. Yeah. Um, did you replace Ron Whaley? Uh, I did. Ron is still there. Yeah. He is now doing like product videos and. Um, social mailers and like other bigger like product testing kind of roles okay and uh so i took over the helm at as a brand and tm for crux and just this past year and uh yeah it's kind of i think we're i'm the first female brand manager at nhs and i think there's only been a handful of other female brand managers in skate i think megan baltimore comes to mind she's a ceo and then um Robin, Rob, yeah, Mimi and Lisa both were the brand managers of Hoopla and Meow Skateboards, which is still around. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but those are kind of like all girls teams. Right. I'm the first one that's like uh, mostly guys. How special. Yeah. Have you done a trip or anything yet? No. You uh, just started, right? Yeah, I just started in October. So okay. I'm just learning the ropes and the P&Ls and the um, planning, budget planning. I've done a lot of ads and I've done like little... Um, skate parks like Travis Harrison just had a part that we just had come right. out and um, try to make a mix you know Crux is just such a great brand because like we're the misfit we're like the funny 
Um, we've always been kind of weird with rainbow trucks and kind of always been hated on and kind of always been like the nerd in the corner. Uh-huh. Like, hey, we're not independent. We're on Crocs. Yeah. And, uh, and Ron's always had like such a good humorous tone with everything. Like, Well, yeah. my first, the first thing that came to mind was, are you going to get a shot? to be in the insane crux posse oh my god i gotta like i gotta like do the face paint like i'm taking a test i don't know what to put why does everyone push with their back foot why are hard flips so damn hard the board popped up and hit me in the gnaw i get one more shinna i'm go berserk dolphin flips how do they work get offline go out and skate it's hot out here sweat off my face paint are you ripping on me magnet how the fuck do they work <laughs> That's the best for all of you that haven't seen it. You got to see. I'll repost it on our Instagram, but the Insane yeah. Crux Posse, they did all these like um, ICP videos and um, these uh-huh. are the dudes from the office and Ron's an amazing rapper, you know. And did you go to interviews for this process? Yeah. So I started interviewing there. Andrew Cannon, who's like one of my closest friends, I asked him, I'm like, hey, I'm like thinking about getting into skate. Like, I don't want to do real estate anymore. And like, I've been commentating with him and judging. I'm like, I want to work in skate. I don't really want to do that anymore and he's and i was like is there any jobs at nhs and he kind of like started me in the loop almost a year ago and i interviewed for a couple different positions and then um ron like kind of like gave me the job like he decided to like let me take the reins with it and see which direction i could take this brand after 17 years i imagine that was like handing off a child like yeah um but me and ron like we've always been friends and now like we're tight. Like he's one of my favorite people in the world. Did and you have to up your basketball game for him? For for the position. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a seven foot uh, giant. Well, I think everybody was laughing around the office because like Ron's teaching me the ropes, and I'm like, I come up to his waist, yeah, and everybody's like big shoes to fill in huh alex big <laughs> shoes to fill in i'm like yeah i know ron's a lot bigger than me but we we saw eye to eye or um ron is a gentle giant and like an amazing person and he's got like a little wild streak and he's like super funny ron's the best he's the best dude we did a skate park roundup with crux and ron and i think louis barletta probably um kind of you know organized the whole thing and we basically went to louis hometown in between five and 99 yeah and we just spent like three or four days just in that area that's cool and it was so <laughs> rad like you're on vacation but you're only like 45 minutes from home yeah but you're like in this kind of like very different the place cuts kinda, like, yeah it's yeah. like kind of modesto-y like mm. you know that area but there's like four skate parks mm. and it was just a blast we had a great time and, yeah. and i've known ron for so long yeah, i bet and, yeah yeah so he's a lifer cool. like you like yeah and Ron's like my idol. He's still skating. Like I'm not gonna say how old Ron is, Mm-mm. but he's uh, younger than me though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so if Schmitty is 50, and you guys can do math. Uh-huh. But Ron, like, yeah, he's testing all the products, and he's like, he he rips. He's like, and he's like a kid. Like the best things, like getting to know him. Like I watched. We were setting up like this crate in the hallways of NHS. We're setting up these like crazy ass like um, flat bar contraptions. Like Gavin from Independent, and like he loves flat bar. Everybody loves flat bars, but uh-huh. except me. But they were making these like, and and Ron was like like a little kid, like he was like, oh, okay, we're gonna put this one to this one, and then you're gonna like do this, and they're oh, they're making like a like a Lego, like <laughs> it was like it was like a whole lane, you know, a hundred yards of fucking flat bars, and uh, they were skating it, and it was just like I just like loved watching Ron, like how much joy like he still gets out of skating, and like and he takes such good care of himself, and yeah. like stretches, and like eats super healthy, and he's like all in this like routine around it like and it's funny as you get older like you love skateboarding so much like your kid like 
I was in my 20s, like, I didn't give a fuck about my body. Like, I would eat crap, and I drank too much beer, and I was just, like, shitty, and I was, like, overweight, and I would never work out, and, like, and then as, like, and, you know, you're in your prime then, and you don't even care, and then now I'm, like, okay, I need, like, my aspirin and my dark (laughs) chocolate and my turmeric, and, like, Uh just so that you can, like, you know, squeeze a little bit more of the juice out of, like, skating and the fun, and you want to have this as long as you can, so you're just, like... I just see how Ron's kept his program up so he can still do it. And like, I want to be able to do like, I want to skate as long as I possibly can too. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like, obviously your body needs to be in its best possible condition and, uh, getting hammered and waking up <laughs> hung over at like after 40 is kind of tough he's like a one-man demo i he, he is, he's got yeah. he's got jump ramp skills he's got the tranny skills he's got street skills he's got Pam, it all. street plants street plants he's amazing yeah, yeah ron's this shit okay so we got to talk about the um online petition on bigfoot to be a presenter at the 2020 tokyo olympics so first thing this wasn't my idea uh, Bigfoot Magazine, big shout out to Megs and Amy Carone. Uh, they have their own online zine and real zine that just covers like women's skateboarding mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they wanted to launch this petition to get me as a commentator for Tokyo 2020. And um, yeah, so they launched it last year and we got like 2,400 signatures on the petition, which thank you everybody who signed it. That's awesome. And I think that the po- the push was that we're seeing like the Olympics come in and they really wanted, I guess, that like a lot of people wanted me to to commentate it um not only as like you know being a female voice but also like really being in skateboarding and really loving it and a veteran a veteran yeah <laughs> and i have all you know i have all the story i think that the stories are behind the skaters just like you know thrash like the stories are like the coolest part about it mm-hmm. and if you're just watching skaters like skip across a giant you know stair set <laughs> like there's no there's no context it sucks it's just yeah. like and the environments are so sterile, and they're going to be wearing those uniforms. And like, para, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but anyway, like, I thought, um, I really, like, I have a passion to bring some, like, humanity to it. And, like, uh, I'd love to tell people about, like, you know, who these skaters actually are. And, like, I'd love to commentate it. So um, we're seeing about it. I don't think I'm going to get the job, like, not to oh. disappoint. Because, like, uh, from everything I've heard... NBC and BBC aren't looking for new people and that they are look they're just gonna use their snowboard broadcast team and bring them to broadcast skate. Okay. Because like the a lot of the snowboarders have experience skating too and they don't really see the difference between snowboarding. This is Sean White. <laughs> What's up, America? <laughs> Fuck dude, Tony Hawk. Oh, he's not out there. I think Naja won. <laughs> Fuck. That's about what it's going to be like, yeah. yeah. Tough, tough moves for Sean White. He has been scratching at all the heels of the pros winning the big contest. And you know, he would love to take home a gold. Fuck, that's going to be... Are you having any part of it then? I don't know. I have a couple... Are like, you like coaching or the you hanging with the American girls or... Mimi Noop is the coach for America uh-huh. and Mark Waters for the men, Mimi for the women's. Oh. Yeah, I have nothing with Team USA. There's been a couple like little like maybes like there's the opportunity to maybe do live event production so go there and like talk mm. there's the opportunity maybe to do like stats or to like maybe maybe even get into broadcasting i don't really know yet if they've made their like final final decision there's a there's a potential to judge too because i'm a certified olympic judge but really like there's also an opportunity to not have to go and just to like go camping with my kids yeah. which sounds more fun right now, right about now than three weeks in tokyo yeah i was wondering about that so my whole <laughs> thought process is like you got the job yeah. Like, let's say you got it. Mm-hmm. 
Are you like 100% stoked or are you kind of conflicted? I think I'd be all in with anything. Like anything in my life, I just feel like, uh, why not? Like, like why not see what it's like? And uh-huh. like, if it sucks, you don't have to do it again. People but like, like watching car wrecks. Yeah, exactly. Hollow Meat's our favorite <laughs> fucking, you know, everybody watches probably, Hollow Meat. It could be like a slow motion Hall of Meat. Uh, I don't have any like um, firm stance or like political opposition to the Olympics. Like, mm. especially for women's skateboarding and like for skateboarding in emerging nations, like the Olympics is good. Okay. And so I can see the benefit outweighing the negative. But I think it's getting built up into this big thing. And when it happens, it's going to kind of be like, like oh. fizzle, not going to be this huge earth shattering thing that a lot of people hope the Olympics will be for. I think that the people we think are going to win are probably going to win. And then we're probably going to be over it and like realize that, oh shit, we have to do this every four years now. Fuck, it's on the schedule. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Whoever gets the Wheaties box better not go Botox. That's all I got to say because th- I can't handle that. The Wheaties and Botox. It's like I was watching the politic, the debate last night and Joe Biden's face. Are you kidding me? Like these people. He looks insane. It's so crazy. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Just wait. Like do it gradually. Or yeah. Don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm really curious. What do you think about it? Like, what do you thought? I'm, I mean, like, I'm so okay. My thought process is, if somebody gave me a ticket to go, I would go. Yeah, that's because kind of I, I want to see it, and I'm probably gonna watch it from here mm-hmm. because I have to see it. Like, what's gonna happen? The kid in me, the the skater, like, what brought me to this is definitely gonna be looking for all the the wrong, right? Like. I'm going to have a hypercritical eye on all the mistakes that are made. And I tend to do that a lot with everything already. But this is going to be magnified because I'm going to be like, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, why is a snowboarder announcing? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, well, how are you guys judging this? Mm-hmm. Who's like, why is her kickflip better than his kickflip mm-hmm. or her versus her? I don't know how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But. Correct me if I'm wrong, because this is my thought process, getting back to what you said about the girls. I kind of think that, at least right now, girls skateboarding, the way that they can benefit most is from events right now, especially the transition girls, like Lizzie, Alicia. I just think that if events are important for people, then duh, why wouldn't they go to the biggest event of the year? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to do Street League, you're that type of skater, why wouldn't you do the Olympics? Mm-hmm. And l- unless they totally fuck it up, which they can, <laughs> but why not go and be like, the first X game sucked, but I think they made it less sucky maybe. Mm-hmm. And they could do the same with the Olympics with your participation. It's it, We're the only ones that can help it get better mm-hmm. or just boycott the whole thing and say, no, we don't want it. And then it's just Sky Brown versus Sky Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have a lot of like really good points about it. I think that the Olympics is going to create enough polarity in skateboarding that they're like you can be that fucking contest machine skater and you can have your pocket there and then you can like what it'll also expand the skateboarding universe enough so that like you can be Nora and just be yourself and market yourself as this crazy skater, super talented skateboarder artist, like entrepreneur. And you got this corner and like, and you and like whatever way kids find their way into skating, they like can find their little spot in the universe and there's just more room for everybody. Uh, but then like on the other hand, like you're seeing the Olympics, like take control over something that we all really love. Right. And they're going to like, 
they're gonna fuck it up. I mean, they're gonna fuck it up. Like they're, they're gonna make it. It's it's impossible to appeal to how everybody wants it to look like. And I mean, they're not gonna like fuck it up in the sense that they're gonna like not do a good contest. They're probably gonna do like a very legit contest, but they're gonna make it. Uh, nobody's gonna love. Not everybody's gonna love what's gonna happen at the Olympics. You know. Right. So, I mean, for me personally. I have a problem with all contests. Yeah. I don't have a problem going to them. I don't have a problem covering them. But I always have a problem with how they're judged. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, at the end of a contest, it's very rare that who I thought would win, wins. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm, like, blind. I think I have a pretty good eye for what's going on. And when it's like this guy won or this woman won or what, whoever won – because of this formula, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's how a contest should be. I think it should be like, duh, that yeah. person won. Mm-hmm. Duh, it was obvious. We just saw it. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Pedro Barros blew the fuck out of this and you gave it to somebody else or whatever. It's like, huh. I mean, like, how ripping is Pedro Barros and Corey Juneau? Like, yeah. so different. Though. Yeah. Like, such different And skaters. how do you judge it? Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, I, I guess, like, when I have judged events like that, I'm like, on this day, at this park, in this moment, like who had the better showing? Like who did? But yeah. there's so much politics. Yeah, it's like oh, Corey does the same tricks in a row every time he yeah. skates, and Pedro just skated. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but what Corey's doing is insane. Yeah, and the style he does it with is really yeah. Like I love watching Corey skate. I love him too. And um, and Pedro, I'm like a fan. I mean, Pedro yeah. is like my like. But there's all these, yeah. you know, and the judges are calling me. I'm not going to answer any any more phone calls today. But they're all like, "You don't even know." <laughs> Sinclair and I have always get into it. Yeah. At the things I was talking to uh, Sinclair is a pretty good judge too. He's very he he yeah. he helped me when I first started judging. To yeah, like, yeah, and they know it. Like, this is another thing. I'm ignorant, but I'm like, how the fuck did? You, well, this guy did 32 tricks. I was like, yeah, but like 10 of them were flat ground kickflips. Mm-hmm. Why is that better than the two insane things that mm-hmm. guy did and he never fell? It's like, that's hard. So back to what I was trying to get at was if you're going to do the Olympics, it almost makes more sense to do like a downhill race or a high yes. uh, jump or, or like something that's like that person won. Yeah. You know, not there's no um, subjective criteria. Right. It's just like one thing it's objective criteria it's that it's the highest it's the yeah. fastest like that would actually make sense that's why like those olympic events that are like that are really yeah you know. like the luge it mm. rules it's yeah. my favorite it's like that guy is crazy <laughs> as shit and he just fucking whip, went 2.5 <laughs> seconds faster that guy he won duh. yeah but yeah we were talking to bob uh Burnquist about it last week and he's like yeah but that's the, that's the same problem with all events i was like i know mm. but they gotta perfect it before they take it to the fucking it's Grand not going to be perfect in the next four months. It's not. Yeah, no. You know, I think that people have, like, there's a lot on the line, too. But I think people have to understand that there's, like, a learning curve to all of this. Like, this whole thing that they're trying to do. Like, be compassionate to the fact that, like, a lot of people, like, are really, really passionate about, like, competitive skating. And that's what they love. And just because, like, maybe you don't fuck with competitive skating. Like, mm-hmm. that person loves skateboarding as much as you do, but, like, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also interested. Do you think there's going to be the country pride like, hey, we're friends, It'd be hard but for not me to have the USA Olympics. Pride right now. <laughs> yeah, but like more oh, like yeah. Brazilian versus US. Stay away from me. That might actually like breed some like pretty interesting like yeah 
like fired up people. Like King of the Road seems to bring it out of people where you didn't think that the, like the element team had it in them, but they're really getting behind it. Like, well, that's what <laughs> Axel and I were talking about was like, he was on King of the Road and they went to spots that other teams had gone to and they fucked the spot up so they couldn't skate it. And I was like, what if they do that in the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, Finland. <laughs> like, it'd be insane. But that would be kind of cool if they made skateboarding like they're the rebels. Of course, they're doing crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, that would be they're sick. Li- neck face just lit somebody on fire. We could have the pe- a penalty box too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like you're. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough Olympic talk. Um, we got to talk about the top 10 article you just did on Thrasher. Yeah. Maybe the first time ever Thrasher's done something like that. Yeah. A lot of firsts for you. So I think you should, um, I'm I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people are telling you how rad you are, but definitely tap Thanks. yourself on the back. How hard was that though? I'm sure it's a very opinionated thing where people like myself are like, what about you Lizzie? You texted me right away. Like, and you're like, it was 2012. <laughs> like, it's not that year. I think it's, uh, thank you. And I think it, uh Lizzie had a fucking hell of a 2018, but this was 2019. <laughs> I didn't have the idea until this year to do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think, and and also Breezy had a video part in 2018 to Wisteria that was amazing. But uh-huh. like, yeah, um, I just think that the, after this year we had, like, it wasn't really so much about ranking people and making, but lists are fun. It's not, it's nothing to bum anybody out. Like, if I could have, if Smaria had had like a video part or something a little bit more solid in 2019, God, I wanted her on the list so bad. But like looking through her year, like she was kind of doing Olympic stuff and like contest stuff. And anybody last year that was doing Olympic stuff and contest stuff, I didn't really include on the list unless they were doing a bunch of other mind blowing stuff too. Um, so uh, yeah, back to that. I just thought 2019 was such a historic year for like women and non-binary skateboarders. Like we had like Gizmo, we had this like little Vans video, we had uh, like all these Nora's part seance. Like I just was like, look at all these videos and they're just like, you know you how, how it feels right now. Like videos are just like whipping by your Instagram mm-hmm. feed and you're like not like giving them proper attention. Like I watched Alyssa's part from Welcome to Hell and from Jump Off a Building like a million times. Right. I know like the Janis Joplin song and then I can't remember the first song with the name of the artist. I think it was Sundays. Sundays, yeah. Like, hey, does it tickle a wave tickle back though? We gotta get the answer. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> but just like how much, um, and like even like ten years ago, like Marissa Del Santo's part, and uh, oh, you know, it's still like, maybe the it's, it's so fucked. Mar, you're my favorite yeah, of all time. Chic. That one was gnarly. You're just a beast. I hope you come back and like just show all these girls what's up. Um, 
but yeah, I just want to shed light again on 2019. It was really awesome when I talked to Michael about doing that, that he was down. And like, we went through like seven drafts of it because like originally oh. I wanted to call it a couple different things. And like most of it, the point of the whole article is not to like rank people and make them feel like they didn't do enough. It's just to like, sh like shine some light on like how much shit happened in 2019. And like, I hope to do it every year. So just like, hey, here, here's everything you may have missed out on like mm. in this corner of skateboarding. Here's all these video parts and like Ted Schmidt did an awesome job of linking all the video parts. So if you get a chance to check that out, that um, article on Thrasher, yeah, 2019 top 10 women and non-binary skaters. And uh, what was the original name? <laughs> it was uh, the, the top 10 skaters of 2019 you might have missed if you're a misogynist. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that brings me to another question that I've asked other people and I'm wondering what you may think about this. Do we need a female skater of the year category? Like at events, they have a men and a women, mm -hmm. right? Should Thrasher have a women's skater of the year? Or are we just holding out and hoping someday a woman will win the skater of the year? I think that you don't You don't have a women's skater of the you, year. You don't? No. Like Trans World used to do like the women's skater of the year. And they would uh -huh. just bank it up, like base it off of World Cup skate rankings for years and um, I think that there should be more girls and non-binary people like included in the skater of the year conversation, you know, right. but like you guys know this, like every time you do skater of the year, everybody hates you. Like nobody, ev nobody's <laughs> going to be happy. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> hates Mike. Mike is like hiding for December, but like it's, it's tough, you know? And like, I think that you can, you can make the case for like almost everybody on who's nominated for you can make the case for any one of those people. Just like mm. it's like hard judging a contest. Like, mm -hmm. And I just would love to see some more inclusion on some other skaters like that had like a hell of a year the year before too. And Yeah. This year, Alexis was... No, was Nor Nora was nominated. No, but, but Alexis, Alexis was not. And she should have probably yeah. been. Like, who are some of the other ones that... Leo. Leo had a hell of a year. And that right. part in Gizmo was really, really good. Uh -huh. Alexis and Leo. And Alyssa... I mean, like, Alyssa... I mean, last year, like... She filmed so much like stuff and like gnarly shit and yeah. like, you know, had the anchor part in Gizmo. And like, I just like, I just was super impressed to see her coming out and like skating super good and like sticking to what she's good at and like, and ripping and like, I don't know. It was just like, everybody wants to see you skate. And it's so awesome when like a skater like privileges us with their appearance. And well, here's a little secret because I'm actually pretty close with Alyssa. She has a lot of footage that they didn't use in the Baker video. And her and I are talking about compiling oh, another yes. part for her with a little more filming. We might even do it. I don't know if I should say this or not, but I will. Sammy Baca might be included oh, as I'd like a that. Sammy and Alyssa part because. They filmed a lot of stuff that wasn't used for one reason or the other, and it's all pretty, like, there's some stuff that was really good. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa, they didn't remember that thing we filmed? She's like, I know, but, I mean, it was a long, that Baker video, no hate. That thing was awesome, and it was long, and I can't imagine editing that many people and, mm -hmm. and having that pressure, but... Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, she had a shoe collab with Nike, mm -hmm. having a part in the Nike video gizmo. She, okay, this is not the youngest knife in the drawer and she <laughs> is traveling like a fucking maniac she went to china like three times yeah. in one year she's like on the plane all the time and you know she's got that pod lifestyle but yeah. it's it's really cool i'm so inspired by her me in too. so many ways yeah uh, she's given me so much you know ways to think positively and just like 
hey, it hurts, but let's do it. And mm. her her mental attitude is among the best that I've ever met. Oh, yeah. And I can honestly say that. I love her a lot. She's she's meant a lot to... Our friendship has just been huge. And her and Rachel are like the best couple they ever. Rachel's so cute. I tried to give her the bonus award for best uh, couple. Uh-huh. And Mike <laughs> he's like, you gotta do something else. That sounds kind of ch- cheesy. But I'm like, but I love Rachel. Yeah, they're the best. And well, Did you get any other calls besides me, though? Was there any... Yeah, did you get some beef? Like, what the... Uh, who, this person wasn't on. Mostly or, Samaria. People are like, why didn't you put Samaria on? And I'm like, look, I am a nerd. I looked through their entire year. I know exactly what they've been up to. And like, there is like a like a part that kind of bridged the end of 2018, 2019 for for Samaria, which was sick. But it was like 2018, basically. And uh-huh. like 2019, like I think she's just trying to like get a groove on. Does she want to do the contest? Does she not? So I had to make the case of a couple people, and then a couple people like slap just tore it apart, and they're like insane, and they're like, and and then like uh, some other people were just like. Um, like giving me shit for ranking people or like putting out and even putting out an article like that. And like, there's a lot of people that make the complaint, like why is there still a division between women and non-binary and then like men skateboarding? Why isn't it all just one thing? I'm like, you know, that's, I get that complaint a lot. Like why have a queer night? Why have your own, your own shit? And it's like, we have been on the periphery of, of, of the mainstream skateboarding for so long, not even mainstream, like mainstream and then subculture skateboarding. We've been this other for so long that it's really important for us to like hold our own space, hold space and take up space in different ways. And like, and honestly like reinvent ourselves and reestablish ourselves as our own entity. Like we're not going to pretend it's like trying to say that like there's no racism. Cause I, you know, there's black and white people everywhere I see or something like that. Like it still exists. And it's still really important for us to have our own like space and our own mm. communities and like, yeah, integrate and everything like that. But it's not like we can like snap your fingers and put Leticia and Nigel in the same contest and call it a day. You know, yeah. it's like it's like we there's a lot of work to do and there's a lot of need for our own as well as being part of the bigger picture too. And it, I think there's a huge need for Thrasher to have like an article like this out there that doesn't necessarily have to be ranking, but just the inclusion is really important. But also the inclusion and the also being like we are separate too, we are different. Like. We just, you know, we're a different kind of skater, and that's a, that's a value too, and and seeing the value in these people, yeah, you know, totally. and including them, yeah, absolutely. Did you go into the slap message boards and look at what they were saying about an article you wrote? Yeah, actually, that so, is ballsy. That was, oh, it was bad. Like, well, I, I mean, like, I work in marketing, and you know, hey guys on slap, like everybody that is in marketing and all of the skate companies, like they're the ones starting these posts about their shoe company and their, their their products. Like you guys aren't all like, you know, there's a lot of spies basically. Right. So, but there's a lot of negative opinions and I, it, it's hard vicious. to read that about like something you worked on and, and put in some effort. How do you let those things roll off of you? Oh, it's fine. Yeah. I've dealt with a lot worse in my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm such a sensitive shell collector. You are. It's cute. Maybe. <laughs> Alyssa's like you don't see what Cheryl sees in you. <laughs> yeah, Alyssa's like you don't um, handle loss very well. I was like, is who does? Who, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, Wallenberg. Mm-hmm. This is my Who's dream. Who's gonna ollie it? You want to know? That's my dream, and whoever does it, I have to fucking be there. Okay. okay? So Samaria, quit not returning my phone calls because you're my lead on this. Uh, maybe Letitia, I don't know. 
No one's going to do it before Olympics. Those that can't. That's oh, I know. They're not even going to skate um down the street before Olympics. People are scared to get hurt. Out of pure like fuck allness, like the person who would get like gnarly would be Alexis Sablone. Really? Well, just Does like she have, have the you pop ever seen her? Yeah, I don't I don't know. She she's got it's a lot a of pop. You been there? She'd probably be better kickflipping it. Like she she can kickflip into things that I don't even know she can only into. But you have to get something that's pretty fiery to do that. Yeah. Marissa was my hope. Marissa, yeah, she like broke two boards in that one. Um, mm, yep. With I, a Roland or no Roland, just straight. No, bump. with the Roland. With the we Roland. have the Roland, and I will. I'll fly somebody up here if okay. they want to do it. Like we'll we'll get the photographer. We'll it'll be in the mag. It might mm-hmm. even be. A, we don't know what it'll be, but mm-hmm. it'll be covered in a really good way. And I would love to celebrate it, and I'd love to be there because I've been a part of a lot of Wallenberg mm-hmm. and. Just getting that girl to do it is, I think it's one of the biggest things left for before I retire and float out You want to see here. that? Yeah. yeah. Who did Alyssa say? Does she, does she bring anybody up? What's her mm. call on it? Alyssa tried it. Yeah. Yeah. Back in her glory days. I don't think, you know, Alyssa's weird when you ask her about other people. She's like, huh? She's kind of just focused on her thing. That's I don't rad. think she doesn't really have like, oh, this person could do it or not. But maybe some of these young kids that I don't even know who they are. There's so many girls that skate for Nike that, like, I don't even. Yeah. And, uh, like, I was talking to Fabi about it, and she was like, not me, but. <laughs> yeah. God, you know, um, I'd see that, like, that little girl. She said like, Samaria. She said, Fabi said Samaria could do. She's like, I think Samaria might be able to backside 180. I thought, I was yeah, like, I heard Ooh. that. That's a call out. I think Samaria could. Samaria could do anything. Like she's just... with the ramp, especially with the right uh, mm. mental. Yeah, you know, spend the night in SF in mm. a hotel. Mm. Don't have to drive. Mm. Get your stretching. Get your coffee. Whatever your ritual is. Get there. Stretch it out. Feel it, and just start getting fired up. And who knows? Yeah. I mean, she's ollied some big shit. She's kickflipped some big shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I we were filming for a video part at one point, and then. And Joy grabbed her, and, and yeah. she started, like, King of the Road. Like, it was interesting, because all of a sudden, like, everyone wanted a piece. And I was yeah. like, all right. But we had some good stuff, but I think it all got used in the Enjoy stuff. But anyway, yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, so I would have tried it. So maybe that can be our mission. I would have tried it years ago. Yeah. I tr- I mean, like, Hollywood High 12, and I tried big stuff. You uh, did? Carlsbad. Yeah, and uh-huh. I remember Leticia. Leticia did a lot of the things that I tried. Like, okay. And uh, it was sick to watch. She used to, like, just send it. Letitia was at Buster Bale at the mm-hmm. Paul Revere, and right? Did that one? With the handrail. Did she land the stairs? Did she? I don't remember. I she know was so she, little. Yeah. She's so and no one knew who she was, really. She had the bandana. Yeah. She was like, wow. <laughs> that was so sick, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, I bet a girl will do Wallenberg, you know, in the next year or two. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Let's yeah. get it. To I think happen. people are just like in a holding pattern because they want to do well in the content. Like so many people's paychecks and like their livelihood depend on these. So they're just like holding on out. And maybe we're going to see like a big fucking filming boom. I want to see all these girls that are at Olympics come out of this and then start filming parts. Okay. All right. Thanks, I like guys. it. <laughs> all right. Dad hats or mesh hats? <laughs> I used to wear mesh hats, but and I can't wear dad hats because my head neither. neither. It's too giant. Taco or burrito? taco what's your lunch go to at work 
I uh, bring in like a salad or like some leftovers. But, but if uh, Lee or somebody's like, I'll take you to lunch <laughs> wherever you want. Do you go to the brewery? Or, or do you go to the yacht club? Where do you go? Lee, if you're taking me <laughs> to lunch. Oh, Lee doesn't take anyone to lunch? Lee, you want to take me to lunch? <laughs> He's just like all everywhere. Um, now I probably want to get go get it like a breed or something like that. Uh, yeah. You got a, a spot in Santa Yeah, Cruz? there's a, the taqueria. Gosh, what's it called? on 17th i'm not from santa cruz so everywhere people take me i really like the ramen spot too on 41st avenue did you move to santa cruz though or no, no and i'm still you commute. i'm still commuting that's why i listen to your podcast so much Whoa. every day every wow. time you have a new episode i'm like sick I have okay some i'll tell you where to stop then where? Where? you stop at fucking phil's fish market oh yeah phil's is great it's the best but my friends uh, my really good friends own sea harvest Oh. And they're the homies, and their their Chipino is actually better than Phil's. Ooh, I know. I know. Well, for you Phil's Chipino is- <laughs> lovers, you got to get to the Tadich Grill in San Francisco. I've heard that that's really good. <laughs> I love seafood. Me too. Yeah, Phil's is a staple for me. Every Phil's time I great. go down, like I hang out with Jason in Watsonville, and we'll yeah. go to uh, Phil's and just kick it. It's oh, so good. The salad with like the the blackened salmon. Or yeah, that's killer. Mm, yeah, Phil's is awesome. Wow. So you go. You don't work five days a week, though. I work Monday through Friday from the office, and then Fridays from home. So Fridays I get to Oh, Monday through Thursday. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Monday through Thursday in the office. So four days you're going back Mm -hmm. and forth. Yeah, it's it's a grind. Yeah, and I'm gone from, like, you know, get my kids, get them out to school, leave. I'm gone for, like, 10 or 11 hours, 12 hours a day. Four days a week. Oh, my God. Hey, but it's better than selling houses on the weekend, let me tell you. Is it? Oh, my God, it's so much better. Working in skateboarding, it's, like, you know, all the tough shit I've dealt with in my life, and... All like the kind of heavy stuff and like the stuff. My girlfriend's a firefighter and like her her shit's like real. Like oh. her day, her bad day. At the, you know, her every day at the office is everybody else's worst day in their life. In Monterey or Carmel? Or? Salinas. Oh, in Salinas. Yeah, oh, so oh. Salinas is pretty. Yeah. And then like I come back and I'm like, oh, these parents want all these trucks for their kid. Like my, it's like it's funny, it's great, and like it's humorous and it's like, and it's joyful and I love mm. my job and yeah. it's worth it. It's great. One of my friends is a firefighter. Well, a few of them are, but one that I can't mention because this story might get him into trouble, but he pulled a sheet out of somebody's mouth, like that it got stuffed all the way down their trachea, killed the person, like they got in a, a dispute at home. Oh, God. And he just yanked, yeah, so. God. I'm sure she sees some crazy she shit. She sees some really... San Francisco is gnarly, though. Yeah. I bet they see, like, you know, big city shit is pretty heavy with the drugs and everything. But yeah. Salinas is pretty sketchy. Salinas is like, actually, like, they, they're the busiest station, I think, in between here. Uh, um, Like, besides San Francisco. Like, they're busier than San Jose, just in terms of, like, fires. and Really? Yeah, they're just, like, super, super busy. Fuck. It's all old, um, you know... East of Eden, John Steinbeck, old shipping. Like, things just burn there. It's old. It burns. The fire safety's not that good. And there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of drugs. Yeah. There's a lot of migrant, like, communities that, like, you know, with just, there's just, like, a lot of rampant bad stuff. You ever seen Clint Eastwood? Yeah. At Whole Foods. That's the only place I've ever seen that guy. No way. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> what about, what was the, the lady, the actress name that runs the hotel? D- Doris Doris Day. Day. She's still alive. Yeah, she yeah. has the hotel in Carmel, right? Yeah, she's a big pet lover. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I've never seen her though. Pebble Beach, you go there. You you I golf? used to work there. No, no. I used to serve. I used to work in a bar for golfers. Okay. Yeah, what? and they'd always ask me for coke, and I'm like, why do I look like I have coke? I'm like a small busser. I don't know. What about here's a? You probably know about this because <laughs> you, you waited tables too. <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Grove. Mm-hmm. It's a zero spot, so you probably know about. It. You pull up in your car. 
you turn the radio channel and they do the Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that place. I love place. that place. It's like right by, you were right by my house when you were doing that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I went this year, it was like not as good, but still right. Yeah, yeah. I take my kids there like every year. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anything else we should touch on? No, I think I'm just like really honored to be here and have been on your show. And I right. hope, yeah. Fuck, thank you. I, I'm honored to have you here. And uh, look at all these Thrasher shirts. What's your favorite logo? Um, I like the, why can't my boyfriend skate? Or like, you know, I love the crying. Yeah. I love that one. And, and there's a riff on it that my friends did. Then it's like two gay guys and the gay guys saying, why doesn't my boyfriend see <laughs> my candy skate? And I just fucking love that shirt. So I like some of the Thrasher ripoffs too. I think that they're really funny. Yeah. They're <laughs> cranking them out in malls everywhere. It's like people are like, hey, I bought this shirt. That's not ours. Like it's yeah. like crazy. They spelled Thrasher wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> Could you ever imagine? What do you think about don't wear Thrasher if you don't fucking skate? Dude, I get so many. Well, actually not that much anymore, but I was getting crazy emails from parents about like my daughter got almost beat up at school today because she wore a thrasher shirt and they started yelling at her she doesn't know what skateboarding and all this stuff and it's like i don't know what i can do what what am i do i like you guys bought the shirt uh your school sounds pretty harsh maybe talk to the principal i don't know i would say this I remember when Nirvana went huge. It bummed me out. Like, mm-hmm. I liked Nirvana when they did Bleach, and then all of a sudden, Nevermind came out, and it was huge. And I was like, but I've never been the person that was like, now that they're big, I don't like them anymore. It's yeah. like, I still love them. I hate the baggage that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I just take in a lot of pride that Thrasher is a magazine that is still a magazine that prints a thick magazine, which means people want to advertise in it. And most of those advertisements, if not all, are people that are pretty respectable. Mm. That being said, it's going to appeal to a lot of people because how the fuck is this magazine still going in 2020? It's kind of a big deal. So I don't know. Uh, Tony Vitello said it great one year at the Christmas party. It was one of the best speeches I ever remember is nobody is out there wearing Sports Illustrated shirts. Nobody's out there wearing other magazines. Like, you don't see that. Maybe Rolling Stone, maybe a few. Mm. But, like, Thrasher is a magazine that it's like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's just pretty powerful. And it's bigger than anyone. And it's nobody's Thrasher. Man, I just got so lucky. Like, the stars aligned. There was no full moon. And I just (laughs) slid in. So I'm stoked. I think it's good that you're here too. And like that you did slide in when the, (laughs) how many years ago? How many years? Fuck 20. It was 20 this year. It'll be 21 this. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Basically Phil Shaw was a good friend of mine and I got in with him and rode his coattails and got to be at Think and started making websites and filming for them. And then when Phil died, Jake came over and was like, Hey, you're coming to work for Thrasher. And that was 98 and so it was like fuck and then i always tell the story that Transworld made the mistake of saying top 10 worst websites in all of skateboarding and putting thrasher in there and now where are we and where are you <laughs> you shouldn't have opened your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much my thrasher pride i don't have a thrasher tattoo though 
No, I got a Skate Witches tattoo on Monday. Oh, really? Yeah. No I got to give like a shout out to Skate Witches. Shout out to Skate Witches. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out. Kristen, Shari. Is that the annual thing that they do up in Seattle too? Yeah, and um, this year will be um, September 11th through the 14th. And it, for all of you that don't know, um, Wheels of Fortune and the Skate Witch Hunt are like the Coachella for women and queer and non-binary skate uh-huh. world. It's like a four-day party, and it's amazing. And there's lots of people and panels. And I think this year it's going to be more important than ever to like bring everybody together and have this amazing event. So it's That's su- next super month? fun. September. Oh, September. September okay. um, so 11th through the 14th. So it'll be after the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We had, a- we had to bump it. But we thought it'd be great because like people yeah. will be done with the Olympics and they're just gonna want to have fun and yeah. like go like on a st- stupid scavenger hunt and like go eat good food and skate together and all that good stuff. Is it semi king of the road? Like there's mm-hmm. like kind of like things you need to do accomplish on and then you put a video together and the best one wins. Yeah, Kristen had this idea like just to basically make a one day king of the road. For everybody that was in town for Saturday, they were in town for the contest on Sunday, but Saturday they didn't have anything to do. She, she gave them like a scavenger hunt and it was like kind of like it was totally King of the Road inspired. So cool. we used to call it Queen Queen of the Road or the, oh. and then the skate witch hunt. And like and now it's and like part of the challenge is like get a skate witch tattoo. And, yeah. and, and so is it mostly her doing it or is it a group of people? It's mostly Kristen. Kristen is like a force of nature. For anybody who doesn't know who Kristen Ebling is, she's amazing. She's like an idea machine and like everything fun in like women's and non-binary skate has basically come from Kristen. Uh-huh. And we all get to like kind of ride her coattails. Like she's she's brilliant. And she does she help with Skate Like a Girl as well? She's the executive director. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. for the last 10 years. She created the Wheels of Fortune contest. She created like all the programs. Like she's done everything. She's made, like helped raise all the money. She's like hired people on, like gotten health insurance for employees like and skated and filmed a part last year so she was also on that list Ooh. yeah she was she had a rip in year last year fuck yeah she's amazing yeah. well i like to um throw out that i'm trying to be the most feminist skateboard podcast out but when i started listening to your guys I was like, <laughs> and then Jehobel called me yesterday he's like dude you can't say that and i was like why i'm trying just, I, I, I want to be like it's that's a goal Anyway, I would love to have her on. And oh, if for sure, yeah. any girls, I always hit up Amy and Vanessa, but I got to just go to SoCal and spend a week and yeah. like try to line up some because I only will do them in person. I don't want to do like over the phone. Yeah. I was talking to Ted about it, though. I like your guys' technology thing. I might doubt, I, but I really feel like it's nice to be in the room and yeah. just kind of like get to, you know, hang out too. Yeah, it is. It was really nice to get to do this with you. Like, yeah. And yeah, I had a great time and. I'm honored. Thank and, you so much for inviting me on. And your friends got to skate double rock. Yeah, they're skating double rock right now. A lot longer than they wanted. They're like broke off too. So like we're all old ladies now and we've been skating all day. So Well, give some shout outs, Crux, anybody. Yeah. And then whatever song are we going to play out? Um, I just want to say thanks to my girlfriend and my kids and to Jeff Kendall and Ron Whaley and Andrew Cannon and Kristen and everybody else. I love you guys so much. Thank you all for your help and Let's send it off with Get Off the Internet by La Tigre. Yes. Thanks so much. It's been awesome. This is one of the most special ones. I really had a good time you today. Too. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming. I'm glad that our schedules uh, allowed it. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews in a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.